It's Sunday, June 4th, and this is Brian with the morning news. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. President Biden signed into law Saturday a bill to suspend the nation's debt limit through January 1st, 2025 to avert a first-ever U.S. default. I just signed into law a bipartisan budget agreement that prevents a first-ever default while reducing the deficit, safeguarding Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, and fulfilling our sacred obligation to our veterans, Mr. Biden said in a tweet which was accompanied by a short video of him signing the bill. Suspending the debt limit through early 2025 takes the threat of default off the table until after the next year's presidential election. In addition to addressing the debt limit, the law caps non-defense spending, expands work requirements for some food stamp recipients, and reclaims some COVID-19 relief funds, among other policy provisions. Around the world, global negotiators have agreed to craft a draft treaty to end plastic pollution, a preliminary but crucial step toward tackling one of the most lasting sources of human waste. Environmental advocates cautiously welcomed the outcome of five days of UN talks in Paris on plastic pollution, but expressed concern that the petroleum industry and some governments would water down the eventual treaty. Most plastic is made from fossil fuels. Delegates at the Intergovernmental Negotiating Committee for Plastics agreed Friday evening to produce an initial draft before their next meeting in Kenya in November. The committee is charged with developing the first international, legally binding treaty on plastic pollution on land and at sea. Elsewhere, the number of people killed in days of clashes between Senegalese police and supporters of opposition leader Ousmane Sonko has now risen to 15, including two security officers, the government said on Saturday. While the capital city of Dakar was calmer on Saturday, clashes continued into the evening. In residential neighborhoods, protesters threw rocks at police, barricaded roads, and set tires on fire. The army patrolled the streets as police fired tear gas at the demonstrators, inspecting and detaining people deemed to be causing trouble. The clashes first broke out on Thursday, after Sanko was convicted of corrupting youth but acquitted on charges of raping a woman who worked at a massage parlor and making death threats against her. Sanko is considered President Macky Sall's main competition and has urged Sall to state publicly that he won't seek a third term in office. Meanwhile, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin vowed Saturday that Washington would not stand for any coercion or bullying of its allies and partners by China, while assuring Beijing that the United States remains committed to maintaining the status quo on Taiwan and would prefer dialogue over conflict. Speaking at the Shangri-La Dialogue, an annual forum bringing together top defense officials, diplomats, and leaders in Singapore, Austin lobbied for support for Washington's vision of a free, open, and secure Indo-Pacific within a world of rules and rights as the best course to counter increasing Chinese assertiveness in the region. The U.S. has been expanding its own activities around the Indo-Pacific to counter sweeping territorial claims from China including regularly sailing through and flying over the Taiwan Strait and in the South China Sea. We are committed to ensuring that every country can fly, sail, and operate wherever international law allows, he said at the forum hosted by the International Institute for Strategic Studies think tank. And back in the U.S., amid plates of sliced pork and piles of political t-shirts, 
eight Republican presidential hopefuls descended on Iowa to pitch themselves to voters and, in Mike Pence's case, hop on a motorcycle. The former vice president and Florida governor Ron DeSantis were among the White House contenders appearing at a rally at the state fairgrounds near Des Moines, hosted by U.S. Senator Joni Ernst. Her annual political event, The Roast and Ride, kicks off a busy summer campaign season heading into the state's first-in-the-nation caucuses early next year. Mr. DeSantis just wrapped up his first week as an official candidate with a blitz of campaign stops across three early voting states. Mr. Pence, the former Indiana governor, is expected to launch his long-anticipated campaign at an event in Des Moines on Wednesday. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.